Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View. Uh, This is the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, the 2023 Mockingbird Songwriters Music Festival is coming up. This is something I talk about every year because I've been the last couple of years. And um, we're, I'm going to go ahead and invite my friend Steve Azar into the conversation, uh, the music and cultural ambassador for Mississippi, the singer-songwriter, the just amazing dude extraordinaire. To, to back to coach you. How you doing, my friend? I love being here. Hello there, yeah. Kyle. I got a little shout-out to Kyle in the background. Backdrop. Kyle's there. Say hello, Kyle. Hello, 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 everybody. How you doing, Steve? <laughs> like disrupt the day a little bit. There you go. So- oh no, we we go with the flow on this show. Yeah. Hey, listen. What's interesting is your songwriters music festival is coming up. We're going to talk about that. We're going to just generally catch up. There's a lot to talk about. But man, before we go any further, I just want to say that um, the the catastrophic tornadoes that hit the Delta, um, man, that's that hits home with you, doesn't it, buddy? Right down the street. I mean, it's literally just south of us. Already dealt with the pumps, the flooding, our farmers, where a lot of the devastation happened and started and then made its way through parts of our Mississippi um, resilient group. Farmers, man, you know, but at the same time, it's awful. Yeah. So it's going to take all hands on deck. A lot of people have already started to help. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing. And um, I've been doing a bunch of shows now. Uh, for Viking, I'm just give you the generosity and compassion of of corporations and folks. The second it happened, the next morning I get an email from the folks at Viking, who the river cruises are stopping here. We're putting on this big show, big extravaganza for them. The band's playing. It's just so much going on. It's wonderful, um, and developed great relationship with them very fast. They reached out and said, "We want to send a Cisco truck full of of, uh, of provisions, food, water, everything. Where do we do that?" So they ended up sending it to the armory there, and then uh, and it was within 24 hours. It happened on Sunday. They had provisions, and then on uh, on then they wanted to do a big cash donation. And they don't want me to say how much, but it was substantial. So hooked them up with the Community Foundation of Washington County, who had already been set up for the pumps, you know, for the the not being able to farm and everything they were going through. So they they did that as well. Within it's all done that quick. I've had friends from Music City, all my songwriter pals is coming down to the Mockingbird, every single one of them. What can we do? When can we do it? Um, it, Folks from all over the country that come in for our Delta Soul Celebrity Gotham Charity event, what do we need to do? Where do we send the money? Where do we send whatever? I mean, so I love seeing the compassionate, the act of compassion in our country and from people around that we've developed relationships with that are so fast to to helping it's just beautiful but we got a lot of, a lot of it's it's devastating yeah listen uh i shared something on my show last week i, I want to just share a little segment of what i shared last week but um after katrina i wrote a i wrote a series of lessons about katrina mm-hmm. and this one was called serve others selflessly one of the interesting things about what happens and maybe this is 
I'm sure this happens all over the country, but there's something about Mississippi. We're more resilient than others, maybe because it's, we, we've been hit with floods and tornadoes and the worst natural disaster in American history and economic challenges and, I mean, you name it. But we're resilient. And here's, here's the thing. Here, here's a section of what I read last week. Um, I, I called them the thousand points of light, church groups, nonprofit groups, entire communities, entire states. Uh, individuals came to the hurricane-stricken area. This is true of the tornado-stricken areas. This has been an amazingly positive aspect of the terrible disaster. What we have seen and learned about the selfless spirit of others and the dogged desire to lend a helping hand. People who lost everything turned the help away while giving volunteers directions to others who they believed had bigger needs. The human spirit is so resilient. In, in my community, in my work in the community since the storm, I've observed in, uh, people with much greater needs and much greater, much greater damage than I who ever dreamed of having, who are setting a selfless, serving, sleepless, inspiring pace. Mm. I'm inspired by these people, and they come in every walk of life. Katrina and this tornado that you're, you experienced in the Delta was an equal opportunity destroyer. The de disaster cut across socioeconomic boundaries. You can see uh, that when Katrina wiped away, in this case, the tornado wiped away, the confusing, divisive, and defining characteristics of those boundaries and left us with the essence of the human spirit, an unbelievably inspiring lesson about who we are and what we are to each other. And the lesson is simply this, serve others selflessly and tirelessly. When the going gets tough, the world gets small. We need each other. We are human, period. Find a way to serve others. It's inspiring to see people just converging on that place yeah. to help the people there, isn't it? It's unbelievable. And even back up a little further, when the water crisis was in Jackson, my music attorney, who I haven't talked to in quite a while, I talked to him when I need him in New York, uh, said, Steve, I want to talk about having a concert. I represent 50 Cent. I represent da da da. He goes, What can I send? Where can I send it? He was so moved by that. It's amazing the human spirit. It's just, and you know, we see in the news all the time all the bad stuff. And obviously, the bad stuff is seeing the devastation of Roland Fork and beyond in our Mississippi. Um, but you, you don't really hear the stories of who's coming, the Calvary's coming. You don't get to get those feel-good stories right after the fact. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, you know, that's that's the beautiful. Those are the opportunities, unfortunately. Unfortunate opportunities are, are, are the times when people show their heart. You know, I know your heart and their soul. When the going gets tough, the world gets small. That's we it. need each other. Period. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, we've seen it. Well, and listen, buddy. I I mean, listen. You can call it divine intervention. There's 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 some providential <laughs> lessons in all of this. But the the fact that you wrote the new state song from Mississippi, one Mississippi. There's no better time to see one Mississippi than after a disaster like this. I mean, we can't, it is, it is what it is. It happened. Yeah. But what we see and learn about each other in the aftermath is, is a proclamation to the song one Mississippi, isn't it? I saw Ole Miss tweeted that hashtag one Mississippi. And I, that was so cool. Last week I was in Enid, Mississippi at Sharon farms, uh, over 300 kids in elementary school from Pope, Mississippi. 
and they literally sang every syllable of every word. That six-minute song, right? And I said, you guys don't know that. They knew it all, and I'm telling you, I got a hug from just about every one of them. And just to see them do that, it just makes me go, okay, you know, that's amazing. So I'm getting the gratification of when I can to slip out and go to schools and go to places. I'm going to do it for as long as as long as they'll let me do it. You got a picture of it. I love it. Look at that. Is that not awesome? Yeah, that's all these kids. And, and yeah. I saw I saw your social media post about it. Yeah. And I mean, what, isn't it something to see kids fired up about that song and man learning that song steve like you said uh, it's a it's a it's a drove the chevy to the levee kind of song it's long <laughs> but hey mississippi deserves long because you got to touch on everything but at the same time you know we got the children sarah francis hardy and our children's book will be debuted i believe at the mississippi uh book festival in jackson in august uh hardback versions being made right now and she has taken the lyric and with her illustrations and acted out the entire song. And it is a beautiful walk through Mississippi history. I've never seen anything like it. These seven little beautiful kids she created. So that's coming. This has been the most fun, rewarding experience musically of my entire life. I can't explain it. And uh, the more that we get to do stuff like this, the more I get excited. I just get excited. Well, it's interesting. So it's sort of like a snowball rolling down the hill. You know, first of all, Mississippi had the leadership to go through the process to adopt a new flag and replace the flag that was divisive. Like it or not, it was divisive. Yeah. Well. Now we have a flag we can all rally around. And to take that next step and take the song, the, 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 the prior song, the prior state song from Mississippi has an incredibly terrible history to it. And then we, we signed up for the new song, the new state song, you know, know, that's, those are the stories that people need to be talking about. I mean, too often people want to divide us, Steve. They want it. They want everything to be about division and Mississippi doesn't get it, but actually we get it. We get it. Every time you and I both know that we bring in people from afar, from any state line, right? From any country, they don't want to leave. And they, they tell us that exact thing and they go, this is what we thought and this is what it really is. And that is the ultimate reward. We're like the greatest surprise. Open us up and get ready. You know, it's a big hug. And I just love it. Yeah, I love I love it. It is an ultimate surprise when you come into our state line. That's for sure. When it, one of the things that and I said this on my show, in fact, I said it just in the past week or so. But when you look at the Jackson water crisis and then and I'm not trying to draw you into this. But no. You look at you, you look at the crime issue that they're facing in Jackson and all of the efforts to try to solve that and come together on that. But what's, what happens is media writes stories about it and they want everything to be about race. They, they want it. They, they want they want to sort of. And this is some media inside the state writing stories that want to confirm this perception of us that you and I and traveling all over the United States has seen and being able to overcome through our own experiences and through our own sort of compelling story about what has happened in Mississippi. Listen, at the end of the day, we've made a lot of progress. There's always more progress to make. There's no question about that. But when you consider where we came from and where we are today that you see in the aftermath of that tornado, man, we're in a better place. It's unfortunately, some people divide us. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue to have our conversation with Steve Azar. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Steve Azar, the music and cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi. And, uh, you know, he's just a – we've become – we become brothers, man. We become brothers. And uh, I love when I have Steve on the show because it's a great opportunity for he and I to connect. But listen, Steve, in my career, um, I have had responsibility for newspapers across five states. I've had responsibility for strategic planning across the United States. I've traveled literally all over this country. I know you have looped it a bunch of times during your career. Mm-hmm. And I used to, I remember, you know, 20, 30, 30 years ago when I would do go in to do a presentation and be asked to go give a speech somewhere, I would always spend just a little bit of time dispelling the myths about Mississippi. You know, this is this is the Mississippi that you think about. Let me show you the Mississippi that really exists. In the wake of Hurricane Katrina, Governor Barber had me speak to national conventions, to international conventions, uh, where he wanted me to tell the Katrina story about how we came together with lots of video and photos and all of that. Um, you know, the, the truth is, as I said before we went to the break, we've, we've, uh, we've made a lot of progress. There's still more progress to make. But these people who want to drive wedges into the history of Mississippi and make it look as though we're as divided now as we've always been, that's just so ridiculous. And the experience I get when people come here to visit us, it's the same story that you tell as well, they are blown away with what is what the what's in the heart and soul of Mississippians and you see it in the wake of the tornado but but it is a burden that we have isn't it when we travel to other places to dispel those myths I was in uh to to, to sort of <clears throat> shine a light on what you're saying um I was we were in LA and outside of LA Newport Beach Film Festival with our son Strax film and his stars are African American that came down to Mississippi for two and a half three months shot their movie uh and have starting to have success starting to win some awards and stuff so it's awesome we're excited for that but the one girl the younger girl said that came down African American actress said that she was oh no you can't go there you can't go shoot that movie there. You can't do that. She loved the script so much. And she goes, something just told me to go. And she goes, now I can't wait to go back and visit. I didn't want to leave. She said this on stage. She was a totally different picture of everything I've ever been I've been told or read about or yeah. seen on TV. She goes, there's nothing like it. And she goes, I was there long enough to, you know, for it to, if it was a uh, magic dust or, or a facade for it to wear down. And she goes, it couldn't. And she goes, she can't wait to come back. She said, it's like a second home. Reggie Smith, great baseball player. When he comes down to our Delta soul, he grew up in a time where he had to be in what sleep in separate hotel rooms, like the movie green book. He was a great baseball player. One of the greatest. And, um, and he, he's comes here and he comes a week early. We said, no, Reggie, you, you don't need to come yet. He goes, oh, I got my friend Johnny McWright. I got to see my friends. And I, he wants to be here. He wants to work with kids for a little baseball clinic, even when there's only 14 that shows up. And that's what he does for a living now. You know, in, in L.A., he's got a 1,000 D1 scholarship players and 26 major leaguers at a time. And he comes down here and 14 people show up, but he wants to work with them like, like there's a 1,000 of them, you know. But he loves our Delta. That's the experience we have. It's the same story. 
1,000% of the time. And, you know, I do it. I write about it in song. And so hopefully now we have the state song. So obviously that gives it a, a big opportunity to shine a light on what I see and what you see and what so many of us see. Um, and I get to play that in every state. I've seen every so far every state stand up and give a standing ovation. It's crazy. You know, in Arkansas, they're not supposed to be standing up for our state song, but they do. So they applaud it and they love it. And I love that. And so uh, I've always written about what's beautiful in our state and the people are the beginning of it. We both know the past, but at some point, media and folks, they just got to stop and look at for it's like I tell my kids, when they're down about one thing or they see something that bothers them in the media, they're very affected. And I go, now look for something that makes you smile and look for something else because you're going to find that if you work hard enough to see the beautiful people and the beautiful things that are happening in our lives. Don't let one article, one group of people, one that's shine such a negative light on the big picture. Yeah. You know, but but you know media seems to want to divide. I mean it's a, it's an unfortunate thing, and I've just been blessed with the ability to sing and write about it. And there's nothing anti about it. It's all pro. I love it. Hey, listen. You mentioned your son's film, uh, Banality. Yeah. People, Banality, B A N A L I T Y. I think it is Banality is the name of the movie. Me, but um, media guy. I, I sent you. A, I sent you a. Um, um, a sort of a re my review of it after I watched it, and I was I was touched by the film. You know, it had uh, it has a, a a kind of a Fargo uh, for people who watch the movie Fargo. It's got this sort of darkness about it, this pace about it, and what you see is excellent cinematography, incredible writing. Incidentally, it's the scenes of the Mississippi Delta. The actors are incredible. The actors that you just mentioned, yeah. really inc really incredible. It's kind of a it's just a little masterpiece, Steve. I'm not surprised that it's winning awards, but I really want to – Strack did an incredible job with his partners on this movie. And uh, the reality is that I think you know it's not a big surprise that it's getting attention, and people ought to go pay attention to it. Go watch it. Well, it's about to – you know, they're, bless their hearts, they're in the middle of – with distribution now. And distribution – music – the music that he chose for this film makes the movie. I mean, Strack's very musical. Even though he's not in the music business, he's always been very musical with his films. It, every – so it's, it's like, oh, brother, where art thou? So in a way, um, they want a little bit of stock, more stock to be in the trailer music. They wanted – you know, Sherman – Sherman Augustus is in Stranger Things now, so um, he's the lead actor, and they wanted him on the cover, which makes all the sense in the world to me. So the cover that they want looks a little cooler than the cover that they need to get it distributed. Um, I think a lot of times media that people in our business, on the music business and all that, they don't understand the people – when things are a little complicated, like you're talking about with Fargo and the Coen brothers and all these guys that write these incredibly uh, deeper, heavier movies, at some point, if you give folks the opportunity to see it and let them make the decision, it's not as complicated as you think. And people like things that make them think and feel in different ways. And a lot of times you may not understand it, but you feel it, right? So yeah. in a song, so sometimes you want to spoon feed everything, but I get what these guys are doing and they're doing what they're telling them to do. Uh, but it's interesting to watch that process versus my music process. It's They're so similar in that regard. But the good news is I told Strack, I said, and he's good with it. He just said he, want, he doesn't want to put a, 
what it's not. He didn't want to say what it's not in a trailer or in a picture. He wants people to go, oh, that's the same thing that's in the film. But I said, look, the guts of what it all needs to be is the film itself. So anyway, I'm just watching them go through this this little little time in their life. They've never had to do that before. And it's a good time and it's an exhilarating time. And they're learning a lot. So. Yep. Well, I mean, if, you know, if he's got more of that kind of quality inside him, and by the way, I pointed out to you when I sent you the note that that music was something that really um, was appealing. Banality, I even said for people, you know, go look up the word banality, but um, I think it should be called the anti-banality. But there's a great under underlying message to the to right the, that, and that trust me, that was t- talked about. It's funny that you talked about that because Strack always was wondering, but. It, it's funny. It's just funny. It's almost like with I don't have to be me till Monday. When I walked into my publisher, he goes, you mean you don't want to be yourself till Monday? No, no, you mean you, you do want to be yourself till Monday. I said, what? I said, I'm so confused. But there's a fine line between the two. They both make sense. But uh, by the way, the music in this movie, none of us mind. I was not even asked to do any music. So I- <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? No, but no, I stay out of his thing. He's got this particular interest and vibe and thing about songs that fit his film. It's amazing. He really gets it. And he likes to dig deep into the past. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't Steve Azar like music. It was this no, 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 no. Interesting, kind of dark, mood setting kind of it, I remember it well though. And yeah. you combine that to the to the Delta scenes and the acting and the again the pace. The cinematography is the thing that hits me because of the way it's framed, you know. These, these beautiful scenes, you know, my goodness, man, they did it. They came out of Chapman all together and they, you know, one's a cinematographer, one's a Strack's a director, writer, one's a, his, his partner in crime as well, Michael. And they had all the, they were all in school together. Yeah. So, you know, that younger generation, they, they all are helping each other with all their projects, which yeah. allowed them to afford to film it, to do it on such a high level. Yeah. They're all betting on the end result together. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to watch that. Pretty amazing. I mean, you know, yeah. Strack uh, had done your Something in the Water documentary, yeah. which was terrific. People, as go a ahead. Freshman in college, yeah. Yeah, as a freshman in college, people, you can go look that up on uh, on on YouTube. Something there's something in the water, and yeah. it's about a it's a documentary about Steve working with uh, the Kingsman. Yeah. And uh, just a great, great story of putting some music together that was really important to Mississippi. Uh, and it's coming from the roots of the Delta, I might add. So it's a great story. You ought to go take a look at it. Uh, anyway, we'll come back with Steve Azor after this. We'll see you after this. for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to uh, Coast View. I have my friend Steve Azar. We're going to talk about the Mockingbird Songwriters Festival coming up here in just a second. But, Steve, it's been fun watching your <clears throat> work for Pearl River Resort <clears throat> and all this branded merchandise you're doing. And, you know, Dancing Rabbit, uh, you know, the, the the work that you're doing for Dancing Rabbit. In fact, I, I wanted to mention to you that I know that's a Tom Fazio design course as is uh, the Fallen Oaks down here in coastal Mississippi that's part of Beau Rivage. And uh, once uh, once I had the opportunity to have dinner with the president of the Beau Rivage, Tom Fazio, Haley Barber, and me, just the four of us for dinner. And it was some of the most fascinating conversations I have ever heard. Between the three of you, I would have loved to have been that fly hanging out next to you. Next well, to Tom, you know, Tom Fazio is an interesting character, and he's extremely connected so the stories he tells, and he's super creative, but have you had the opportunity to meet him before? I've been in the room with him at a charity event years ago when doing with Arnold Palmer, but I didn't say a word to him, unfortunately. Yeah. He didn't get around yeah. to it. Dancing Rabbit's a good course, though, isn't it? Are you kidding me? I was there filming uh, a spot the other day, and uh, it. I said, how is it so beautifully green already? The azaleas were all blooming. I mean, it was... And we had some cold weather coming. I said, please, somebody cover them up. They go, there's too many to cover up. You know, so many. Uh, it's it's a treasure, man, in our state. It's gorgeous. And I've been so just moved. The I've had the most fun getting to know Chief Cyrus Ben, a great guy. Spent a lot of time with him. He came down and hunted with, with my doctor buddy down here uh, on the river. And uh, we all went out together to dinner, just getting to know him. Um, really love him and my guys Matt and Ryan, everybody there, man. I've just really become good friends with everybody, and so uh, it's just been, you know, the times in your life that you you start on a a journey with someone and you feel like, well, you know, where where will it go? Um, I didn't anticipate it to be such a beautiful relationship, and I, I'm so grateful for those guys. Well, you're a spokesman. You're doing branded merchandise. You've actually recut. I don't have to meet me till Monday. So yeah, got tell it. me about that. Well, we had to relive it. You know, it had to sound like it did, and uh, it's like Gwen, my wife, she goes, "How did I don't know the difference. And I go, that's the whole point. She goes, well, didn't you want to do it a little different? And I said, we wanted to match it. The fact that we could match that record 20 years later, are you kidding? I sang in this, my mic is right here to my left. It's the same mic I sang in on that record is sitting right here. Um, and so a lot of that's the mic. The good Lord, thank goodness, when they operated on my voice, uh, the doctor in, in 2005, he gave me my voice back. So uh, it was equally as strong and all the timbers are still there. And so I thank him and I thank God for keeping me uh, uh, in the game with that. Uh, but with all that said, uh, it was a lot. It was a fun process because same steel player, you know, a lot of the same stuff. And we said, can we recreate it? And we did. We added some more reverb to this one, made it a little more verby. Uh, so it's got a little bit of different textures, but we nailed it pretty good. So uh, one other thing before we get to the Mockingbirds uh, yeah. songwriters, and it's really relevant to coastal Mississippi, but you had the opportunity to be a VIP at Mardi Gras. How was that? Was that a great oh, experience? Man, the Grand Marshal, are you kidding me? Say, <laughs> hey, you'll love this. So this is great. So we brought a bunch of our friends, and one of our friends, she's from New Orleans, and her mom owns bars in, on the, in the quarter, so she's a NOLA girl, right? He, Dr. Brozovich and Rhonda, they're dear, dear friends of ours. My buddy Ken and Ginger, Mickey, Beth, I'm going to say their names, Tim and Angie, they all came with us, and they had to sit in the stands because they couldn't be with us. So I had our son Adrian, his girlfriend Sydney, who are both in med school in Jackson, uh, and uh, and we called him. Uh, and, and then Adrian, Adrian's roommate as well. And so we were all together, and we... Uh, 
we only thought we could have five of us on the float. It was a huge float. So I looked at Kendall, Adrian's roommate, and, and, and my wife, and I said, why can't we ask them all to come on this float? This is huge. All these beads. Will, and then we have to unpack our own beads. I didn't understand that. That was a lot of work. So they they said yes. And you should have seen them coming running. I mean, they were exhausted. They came, probably ran a half a mile with coolers and all this. <laughs> Rhonda gets on there because she's so NOLA and understands Mardi Gras. She goes, here's what we're going to do. We got pictures of her pointing at us and doing this and video. And she led the way. And I'm going to tell you. I've never seen people get so excited for beads. The only thing is when you're throwing beads and we were working on our backhand and all that, working on things and we were nailing it. They're so excited and they're freaking out. Please give me some beads. But the minute they get them, they forget about you and they're looking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> you're an afterthought, you know? So it's so funny, but I'm telling you, there was a hundred thousand people. They said it was a beautiful night. Like it could not have, it was the chamber of commerce weather, the Gulf coast, I mean, it was shining that night. It was awesome to be a part of that, and I was very grateful, and I'm so glad I did it. Yeah, what a what a great cultural experience. What oh. a great – I so, used to love riding, and I used to say, you know, if you really want to get to know the heart and soul of Mississippi or coastal Mississippi, go go ride in a Mardi Gras parade yeah. and get to see the excitement of the people who were there. Yeah. Just so much fun. Hug. It's like yeah. one hug. You know? Yeah, yeah. And all your friends got to be on the float. What a great yeah. experience. Oh, loved it. They loved it. Hey, listen, the uh, Mockingbird Songwriters Fe Music Festival in Leland, it is a, it, first of all, the the gin at, at uh, Dunleith is a, just a terrific, it's like the perfect spot to have this. It's yeah. a it's it's a cozy setting, and you bring some of the best songwriters in the United States there that represent an untold number of number one hits. And they get to tell you the story behind their 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 songwriting. You recognize just about every song that's played. What a great experience that is. Well, you you're two for two so far, and I love it. We you know we we want to grow a little bit more. And I'm, when I say a little more, I'm saying a few hundred more people because what we don't want to do is lose the intimacy of the songwriters not hanging. You know, everybody. You know, there's a lot of VIPs at this thing, <laughs> so. Um, we're going to move the first night inside the gym this year. We thought because the cold weather drove us in last year, it really worked out and it's packed. And then we, and then we go outside, we're going to do day two. And if weather messes up, we can be inside, but, but we're hoping for great weather on day two. But I'm telling you, man, the songwriters we're bringing in from Hootie and the Blowfish, Darius Rucker to Chris Stapleton to Willie Nelson to, uh, um, uh, Martina McBride to Joe Bonamassa, every, the hits, it's insane what my buddies have written. And they're coming in, there's 16 of them, I think, this year. And there's uh, there's hundreds of hits. I, you can't count them. You know, so uh, if you consider a top 20 hit, which a top 40 is a, a hit, but the top 10s and top 20s, you know, including all the number ones, it's insane. So, I always say it, if you've you've never heard the song until you've heard where it was born, you've never heard it until you've heard the story and the mouth that created it, you know, where it came from, the soul and heart. And that moment that you, they, the songwriter re-helps you, they take you back into that moment when it all ha happened and how it got cut by some big act, you know, Keith Urban and Brad Paisley, whatever, uh, Carrie Underwood, how, how they recorded it, you know, and uh, it's their song. You know, so, you know, I've always written what I've done 
And I've had folks like Reba record my songs and a bunch of other artists now have cut my songs. Uh, and I do, but, but I'm all about me and my songs. These guys are all about their songs with everybody else. And, uh, it's, they're the best. They're, they're extremely intelligent. They come from humble beginnings with this wild imagination. A lot of them grew up on farms, small towns, had big dreams. And when the, when you have a minute to blossom in these small places and you probably have a stick to play with, you know, creativity lends itself for an opportunity and man, they've, they've taken advantage of it and it becomes worldly. It's wild. So, so the gin at Dunleith is actually a farm yep. and it's situated between Indianola and Greenville. Yep. And it's kind of, you could say it's out in the middle of nowhere, but it's really not that far from either, either location. It's just, it's just wonderfully situated out on the plains of the Delta with all this farm land around it. And, you know, imagine, you know, a stage and, and songwriters and acoustic setting up together three or four at a time and and playing together and singing their song and telling the story and just sort of alternating between them. And, uh, I mean, they in some cases, you hear a lot of amazing songs that you literally have heard on the radio many times. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a time to tell the story of every song that they've written because these guys have been prolific, like James, for example. Oh, prolific. God. You know, come on, Ain't That Lonely Yet, Dwight Yoakam, Broken Wing, Martina McBride, In a Week or Two, Diamond Rio, all these Joe Bonamassa songs in the blues world. He's been ruling for the last three albums. I was going to tell you that uh, there's another ticket link, but the easiest way to go is just go to steveazar.com forward <clears throat> slash Mockingbird. It'll take you to both tickets, the VIP and the regular general remission. Cheap ticket for the whole weekend is BYOB. You bring your stadium chair, we've got food trucks. You've been there. It's just laid back, you know, but steveazar.com forward slash Mockingbird. That'll take you where you want to go. Speaking of uh, Mar Martina McBride and Broken Wings, I had the opportunity to go spend some time with the leadership at the Coast Coliseum recently when the Judd's, you know, final tour came through. Sure. And uh, Martina opened. And when she sang Broken Wings, what you're talking about, the Coliseum was full of people. Uh, everyone's singing along. That song has, you're talking about standing the test of time. That song has stood the test of time, hasn't it? Wait until you get to sit there and just get to sit right next to James. I've written so many songs with James, but I'm telling you, when he sits there and he plays it, it's, and I love Martina, but it's better than Martina. It is. Yeah, he, he's, and he's a great, like you, a really good guitar player. <laughs> he's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. Hey, yeah. when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Steve Azar. We'll see you after this. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to my with to Coastview with my good friend Steve Azar. We were talking about a, a, a wonderful singer songwriter named Zoe, who I met last year at the Mockingbird Songwriters uh, Music Festival, and uh, I mean she's literally from Australia. She came here to, to to have some wonderful musical collaborations and. Uh, has uh, you know it's going to be interesting. She's already made it kind of in Australia, right, Steve? 
Yeah, she has. Her family band has won awards. I mean, it's a whole family, you know, uh, and it's, it's interesting. But she came over. James House has taken her under his wing and really not broken wing is wing that's not broken. And, uh, <laughs> and he's really done a great job. They're, they're making hay. You know, I've got this kid named Drew Pulliam that I'm working with as a high school kid. His third single's out right now. Folks have got to check him out. 17 years old. It's like Buddy Holly meets um, uh, Simon, uh, Paul Simon meets the Everly Brothers, but meets the, the Avet Brothers and the band Fun. He's his own guy. And then Tyler Tisdale, we're putting new music out on him from South Mississippi. So uh, it's been so much fun to watch these young artists come into their own. Tyler's going to be touring all over the country his first time this summer. So uh, we're making hay and and Drew, I forget, has still got. He's probably in social studies class, and I'm trying to get him to do a post. You know what I mean? Like, if we're in the music business. What are you doing? He goes, "Oh, I'm in class." Oh, I forgot. I forgot you're in high school. You know? Yeah. So, you know, I, fe- I felt a, a little Harry Connick Jr. vibe to his voice. Yeah, you know? I get it. He does. You know, he's kind of an old soul. You I, know? He is, and I love finding this talent and nurturing it and being a part of it because. I mean, it's been it's as, as exciting as me working on my own music, if not more, you know. Yeah, and so, so that that was Drew, but Tyler Tisdale is more sort of the Chris Stapleton kind of. Yeah, he comes from that Americana world. He's got the gritty voice. Here's a beautiful thing about about Tyler. He's got fiddle, but it's more violinish in his songs. And the way Tyler writes, I call it I call it. Sorry, Tyler, if you're listening, Beauty and the Beast, meaning he's a big old muscle, you big old boy, your lineman, big beard, and all that. But, he, but when the beautiful melodies that he writes matches that burly-looking, real man-looking, you know, tough guy and voice, and the two collide, it's so beautiful. So, I mean, it's what works with him. So a beautiful melody and words meets his tough, you know, exterior. And when it's, it's what makes him him. Yeah. And he just wrote something the other day that he played for me. And I, and I just threw a, a verse out and threw it at the end and said, Tyler, this is what I'm talking about. It's so moving. All, all we got to do is go and record it. It's it's unbelievable. It's beautiful. Steve, Steve, my wife Ann and I like to watch American Idol. We have over many years. Yeah. I think the current judges are the best they've had in a long time. They do a great job of telling the story. And one of the in an interview that they were giving, I don't I don't remember if it's Lionel or who said it, but the thing he I mean, actually it was Lionel. For a matter of fact, he said that it's the most gratifying most important thing he's ever been involved with in all of his career this opportunity to be able to to work with artists and bring them along and what i've noticed in this in this show same in your world is that those who write their own music those that are inspired that bring something uniquely different who have a story that have passion those are the ones who succeed today you got to have more than just a great voice that's really the way it is isn't it let me tell you what what you just said is spot on and you've got to add this incredible, incredibly intense work ethic, meaning I promise you every great artist I've spent time with, touring with Bob Seger, touring, you know, everybody, all my Reba spending time with her, anybody that I've been around, all my songwriter buddies, all my artist buddies, Darius, all the guys I've spent time with, all the Blowfish, Mark, Dean and, so- and uh, Dean and Sony, everything rings true. Nobody worked harder. Nobody. So you can take all this talent, and if you don't work as hard, somebody with less talent will pass you. And so it's not about squeaky will get you know squeaky the squeaky will gets the grease. It's truly the person that works the hardest. And if somebody calls you a hustler or you're hustling, hell yeah, you're hustling. You dang right. 
because I want this. And so you cannot, you cannot work hard enough. So great athletes, same thing, right? How hard do they have to work to be a great athlete and to, to hopefully stay healthy and make it in the, in, in the, in the NFL world or in the NBA or to be a professional baseball player or soccer player, whatever it is that you do, golfer and all that, it's insane the work they put in. And it's not by accident. It's just not yeah. by accident. <clears throat> I think of Billie Eilish, what yeah. she and her brother have accomplished. I, I noticed the other day, buddy, she has over 100 million followers think, on Instagram. Think about that. Golly, Pete. Million. Think of the influence. And they and they and talking about work ethic, you see the documentary on them working together, writing their music in that bedroom, and just. Well, I mean, mind you, a little bit of the Carpenters in your mind, just the, just the <clears throat> camaraderie, the camaraderie of them too. How great yes. it was, yeah, Shipped, but great. Man, oh man. <clears throat> so we're coming to the end of the segment. It's been great to visit with you. Give the details on the Mockingbird Songwriters Music Festival one uh, last time. Go to my website. I'm not trying to drive anybody there. Uh, enough is enough. But steveazar.com forward slash Mockingbird will tr take you straight to the tickets. And come hang with us. There, There is no there is no separate. And we're all hanging together. It's just fun. Um, and get to see and know the, the guys that wrote and girls that wrote some of the biggest hits in the world. It, it'll be right there uh, April 14 and 15 in Leland. Make a weekend of it. You'll be glad you did. It is, again, I've been the last two years. I'll be again this year if we can yeah. make the calendar work. It's just an amazing experience. Great opportunity to visit with some wonderful friends and get to know the songwriters, by the way. They, they your red carpet right there on the jet at Dunleith waiting for you. Yeah, they, it's just so cool. So cool. Anyway, this has been Steve Azar, the singer-songwriter and the music ambassador for the state of Mississippi, the guy who wrote One Mississippi, the new state song from Mississippi. It's been a great opportunity to catch up. Have a great day, my friend. Love you, brother. You later. too, man. Love you very much. You're a good man. See you later. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.